0: Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best, as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. We're brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 or go see him at 425 East Broad Street right here in Cookville. Uh, we're listening. You're listening to us on UC dot Your one-stop shop for all high school sports right here in the upper Cumberland. Uh, thanks so much. We're on Facebook. Go join us at inside the coaches headset podcast. It is a group page. Uh, we'll share some things out there. Let us know how we're doing. And, uh, Uh, Let us know who you would like for us to talk to on future episodes. Today's episode is a special one because we've got a little bit different dynamic. We've got the head coach of the White County Warriorettes basketball team, Michael Dodgen, and his daughter, who is a junior on the team, Gracie Dodgen. So, guys, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having us today. Thanks.
2: Thanks for letting us be here.
0: Um. Kind of want to talk about the dynamic between you two. You know, I've watched a whole lot of ball games for with with you guys, and uh, I, I know that there's a special bond there. Obviously, but uh, uh, Gracie, I'll start with you first. Uh, how is it to have your dad as the head coach of your high school basketball team?
1: I mean, it has its ups and downs. I mean, we try to leave it at the gym. Whatever happens, try not to take it home. But it's definitely it's it's a great experience to have your dad coach you. I mean, not a lot of people can say that they've played for their dad and had a successful high school career. So it's just fun sharing moments, like good moments with him. And we mm-hmm. take the bad moments too, but the good moments are fun, and I'm thankful that I get to play for him.
0: And, Michael, you know, I, 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 as a as a dad who's, who's coached softball and travel ball and stuff like that, and I've had my daughter on, on the team, and, and it's hard sometimes to – just like Gracie said, leave it at the gym or leave it all on the field. Uh, As a parent and as a coach, how have you tried to kind of manage that uh, as she has progressed through her basketball career?
2: Well, when I played in high school, I played for my dad too. And and I learned a lot of the positives. And then some of the things were negatives that, you know, we, we went through as a relationship with me and my father and, you know, being able and fortunate to Coach Gracie is, has helped me out tremendously as a coach. Um, there's a lot of things that you learn every day about, you know, not only her, but the other players that are around and, and things like that. And <clears throat> just like Gracie said, you know, you get to experience moments together. Uh, you get to experience milestones together. And, and those things you, you can never replace. Um uh, you know, we've had the goods, you know, of of winning a district championship, being able to experience that together. And then you have negatives that you have to experience together too. And, and you know, when you lose a game or, or things don't go the way we need to, you've got to go back and handle those things in a positive way too.
0: You know, I've seen you guys in such close games in the past, um, you know, stand off to the sideline. And, and uh, I know you've coached a lot of girls over your career, but I don't think there's ever, and this is from my experience as well. I don't think there's ever a, a, an opportunity uh, to say something that, other than your kid, they know exactly what you're talking about. They know exactly what you're asking them to do.
2: There, there's a lot of times that you know she'll come over during a ball game and, and say, "Hey, uh, we can do this," or we or we need to try this. Or you know, at the end of the ball game, I, I kind of know. Uh, that I can count on her if if we need something done. And, you know, there's been ample times this year that, you know, we we called her number uh, to uh, help us at the end of a ball game. And to be honest, she kind of responded in a lot of positive ways in some big games Mm -hmm. for us there towards the end. But, you know, we kind of got a relationship, and, and she's been fortunate a lot like I was when I grew up uh, she's been a lot, around a lot of basketball and she's been around a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches. And uh, she's had a lot of fortunate opportunities uh, to travel with me during the summer uh, with uh Tennessee flight. Uh, Tom Insel, uh is is running that organization now and, and he's allowed her, I, I think the first time she went with us, she was seven and <laughs> uh, got to sit on a bench and, and be around some of the best players in the country. Uh, that that are now playing either in the WNBA or playing at a high level in college basketball. And, you know, you, you can't replace those things. Um, you know, she, she was around high level basketball, uh, ever since she's wanted to be around it. And, uh, that's been a positive for her. And it was always a goal of hers to, to be as good as she could be and, and to be in those settings. And, you know, not only when you play at a high school like white County high school, that has so much tradition, but, you know, she's, she's getting to play with some of the top elite players in the country, and and I couldn't have given her that, you know, without the relationships that I had built before that. And, you know, she was able to travel and able to go and see those things.
0: Gracie, uh, you know, like your dad said, you've been playing and been around this this type of, of brand of basketball since you were about seven. What uh, really two things. Uh, talk to us about what kind of coach your dad is and what he expects, but also uh, how much have have you drawn from him but also some around your experiences in your work ethic and how do you approach the game?
1: He's definitely the type of coach, I mean, when you're on the floor, get your job done. I mean, if you're one of those people that just want to go out there and do the bare minerals, I mean, that's not going to work. If he trusts you enough to put you out on the floor, he knows that you can get the job done, and he's just a great coach from – my standpoint we may not agree on everything but I respect him enough to understand and know that he knows what he's doing and he's been around it a long time so I respect him for that
0: and you know again the work ethic that you have you know you can tell um you know you don't roll out of bed one day and and can hit threes from as deep as you can uh, and and just you know have the overall basketball knowledge that you that you can tell that you have anybody who may not have a whole lot of ideas about, you know, the inner workings of, of strategic basketball, they can look and say, well, you know how to play the game, you you know, the ins and outs, you know, the, the little tricks, where, where did you get that? And, and, and how much do you work on it? And where do you think you got that work ethic from?
1: I mean, it, I, ever since, like he said, ever since I was little, I was watching some of the best players in the country play, and I always was looking up to them and hoping to be at that stage that they were at and be playing in front of some of the biggest crowds. And I just knew it, was gonna, it wasn't just going to come easy. I knew I had to work and work. So, I mean, I'm always in a gym, I feel like. I mean, I'm always staying in, putting in extra time. I try to be the first at the gym and the last to leave the gym. I, it's just It's just a mentality thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't just say, I want to be good and not do anything to help yourself be good. You have to actually put the work in. And sometimes if you want to go out with your friends, but I mean, you have to take, you have to put your time into what you think that is going to help you the most exceed in your sport. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's mentality and your work ethic and it's not going to come easy. So,
0: and, and Coach, you know you, you've you started out uh, and really kind of I guess you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, seeing the the majority of your success really starting out at Cannon County, uh, where you started out head coaching and then moving over into White County. But what are some of the influences that you've had in kind of bringing up girls as well as coaching Gracie as far as getting the the most success out of out of these players?
2: Well, I started you know with playing with my dad at Gallenberg Pittman and uh, I was around my dad I guess ever since I could walk uh, I think my mom when I was little just told my dad to take me with me with him to get me out of the house I guess just to leave her alone a little bit too <laughs> uh when he was at McMinn County and then Tennessee Wesleyan uh, but a, a lot of my things came from working with Bill Whirl at Tennessee Tech uh, I was fortunate enough to be with Coach Whirl for 5 years um as a student assistant to him and and he let me experience a lot of hands on stuff. Uh I just wasn't around in the office. I was in charge of travel. I was in charge of film exchange with every coach that, you know, before we played and, you know, I, I got a lot of great experiences working with him. And and he was, I guess, a a great mentor for me and and, and still a great mentor for me and, and a lot of other people that have played for him and been around him. You know, it's always uh, good to be able to talk to him. Uh, Lynn Berkey, who's now at Middle Tennessee Christian, and Leslie Riddle, who was the girls coach at, at Livingston Academy. Um, when I was, I guess, a freshman in high, in college, my middle sister played AAU for them, and they allowed me to kind of tag along a little bit. And, and I learned a lot of things from them on, you know, the X's and O's of things. And and you just got to sit back and absorb. and that, And that's what a lot of – I, I think the younger, newer coaches don't understand um, in every sport. I think they just think you can roll a ball out or, or roll a softball out or roll a football out and then and, and you're going to experience success right from the start. You know, you got you got to pave the way for yourself and, and you, you take a lot of things from a lot of coaches. I've never invented an offense or invented a defense. I've borrowed a lot from a lot of people. And, uh, you know, the opportunities that I've had since I was at Cannon County with Rick Insel at MTSU and Tom and Matt Insel through uh, AAU with Tennessee Flight and being around those guys. And, you know, it, it, we started at Cannon County uh, the first two years. Uh, you know, we were not very good. Uh, we just really weren't. And uh, I had a freshman class come in my third year there, and and uh, we started three freshmen, and we started to build. We got to the region tournament. Then the next year we got to a sub-state Uh, and lost to McMinn Central at home. And then after that, we kind of started, we got on a roll, and we went to the state tournament four out of five years and uh, experienced a lot of things. And and I've always said, you know, Gracie will probably end up being the best shooter that I've ever coached uh, when it's all said and done. But I had Abby Sism and Emily Sism that played for me at Cannon County for a span of eight years between the two. And those two young ladies were role models for her because they they were in the gym constantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hour after hour after hour, even when I left, you know, their dad would have them in the gym shooting all the time. And she kind of fell into that because she was around Abby and Emily so much that it gave her that. It also helped me become a better coach because when you have those type of kids, you got to develop things. And playing at Cannon County in this league that we were in here with Upperman, with Dana McWilliams, and, and Leslie at Livingston. And then you, you had York with Bruce Winningham at the time. You had great coaches that challenged you every day to become a better coach yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you learn not only from yourself, but you learn so much from everybody else. And, you know, you, you try to – Patch things in that helps your system and and we try to do that and you know we we've been very fortunate uh a lot of the coach assistant coaches that I've had have either gone on to another head coaching job or helped somewhere else, and you know that's always good too as a coach when when you're able to bring in assistants that want to try to better themselves too and and find other jobs so you know I'm proud of what we do and i'm I'm proud of so far of what I've been able to accomplish and you know i my dad coached for Thirty-eight years, uh, and had over I think seven hundred wins in his high school and college coaching career. So, you know, it, it's a, a kind of a coaching tree with him, that I don't ever want him to be disappointed in what I do, and and you know he's probably her biggest fan um after every ball game he'll call and and it's not how how did how did your team do how how did Gracie play tonight mm-hmm. what did Gracie do and then then he'll worry about me but uh <laughs> which is okay i mean i know where the pecking order stands but you know when when you able to learn a lot from my dad and the people that he was around uh was phenomenal i i, I show Gracie pictures all the time and Addison pictures all the time of who my dad interacted with, and he was able to interact with Dean Smith and and Dale Brown and, and people like that in the coaching world then. And it it was amazing for me. And I've tried to give that to her. And obviously I'm not on the level that he was on, but, you know, I try to have her around. I mean, you know, Rick Hensel is probably one of the best coaches in, in the, in the state of Tennessee. Um, You know, once Pat Summit passed away, but, you know, you, you try to put your kids around people that you want them to be around. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've done with Gracie. And, and you know, so far it's worked out for her, and, and hopefully she can continue to grow as a player.
0: We're talking with the head coach of the White County Warriorettes basketball team and one of their star players, uh, head coach Michael Dodgen and Gracie Dodgen right here on Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. You're listening to us on ucsportsnation.com uh gracie you know i've talked to a lot of head coaches around here in the upper cumberland Uh, a lot of basketball coaches here and there around the upper cumberland as far as the girls go it it always amazes me how stiff the competition is in this area
1: yeah the competition around here is insane i mean it's The competition in Murfreesboro, it's good. Chattanooga, it's good. But just in the Upper Cumberland itself, there are so many elite players that play at high levels in the summer and have great coaches that they play for and great teammates surrounding them. And just every team has a player or multiple players that you know are going to give their all every single night. So just in the Upper Cumberland, there's so much talent in every team.
0: And, you know, getting back into the game and the strategy side of things – um, I, I know from a travel softball standpoint, you know, each high school team that we played in and around the Upper Cumberland, we knew somebody was on there and we knew how they played and, and, and you knew how to face them. How much do you use that to your advantage when you go up against them?
1: Right, like I know, like Reganhurst, for example. I don't play against her during the season, but if I did, I would know that she's a very great player. I mean, she plays with a bunch of great people during the summer, like Tessa Miller and Maddie Buck and all them from Stone, which they just made it to the state tournament. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they play at also very high level during the summer, so they're playing against some of the best competitions, so they're bringing that back to their high school teams in the best way and playing very well.
0: Coach, you know, I... I- I know that there's a a a strong uh community of respect amongst all the coaches here in the Upper Cumberland. I've talked to coach Riddle uh, uh obviously talking to you talk uh even on the guy side um from Neil Capps to to uh Eric Mitchell to a lot of these guys. Everybody knows each other. Uh, a very also very highly competitive. Everybody wants to beat everybody else, but at the end of the day uh, there, there's a good camaraderie there.
2: Well, you know, you think about it in that standpoint. It's it's like a fraternity almost. Um, even last night, I mean, Stone Memorial put us out in the region semifinals, and, you know, as soon as the horn hit for his game last night, I, I mean, I'm sending Coach Buck a text congratulating him and his program on getting to the state tournament. Um, and on the flip side, If it was us, I I know for 100% fact that I would receive a text message from him. Mm -hmm. And and it's not just teams in your district. You know, when we won the district championship about a week and a half ago, I mean, some of the first text messages I received were from Dana McWilliams, Leslie Riddle, uh, Mike Buck was one of them, Um, Kevin Bray, um, who's not even a girls' basketball coach but a basketball coach in the Upper Cumberland, is sending text messages saying, hey, congratulations, you know, it's a great accomplishment. I think that's what makes it so great here in this community. You know, it, it, with the recent stuff that's gone on uh, with the community of Upper or Baxter and, and Putnam County, I think that even brings people more closer together. Absolutely. Um, you know, anytime you see kids devastated, uh, you know, I know Coach McWilliams, both of them, Bobby and Dana, have had, you know, three kids affected completely. And Gracie had the opportunity to play with Ashlyn and Tori on many occasions, and it's not just basketball related; it's family and life related. And when you got when when people when you see teams and schools helping each other, I think that's what gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to win, everybody hates to lose, and you know when we play Cookville on a Friday night, both student sections are going back and forth at each other, and and for for two hours. It's as intense as a rivalry as, as there's ever been around. But an hour after the game, everybody's talking to each other again. Yep. And, and that's that's kind of where I, I think with exposure, basketball, exposure, softball, it, it's kind of helped those relationships. Because a lot of times you're playing on the same teams with these kids and, mm-hmm. and you're traveling with these kids so much. And it's the same thing with coaches. We're all in this thing together. And, and as we've seen here recently – uh, with some coaches, you know, losing their jobs, we're all in this thing together. Cause in any time, it could be any one of us, and and you're trying to help each other out and and do the right things there that you can appreciate. And you know that that's what with the Upper Cumberland. It, there's nowhere else in the state of Tennessee that's as strong basketball wise as the Upper Cumberland. It, it's it's unbelievable how much talent is in this area. And,
0: and regardless of the classification,
2: absolutely, hundred percent. I mean, you know, you look at Clark Range. um <clears throat> with with Coach Rogers, you know, he's got kids that, that played a high level all summer. Dana at Upperman's got kids playing at a high level. You know, we've got kids uh, with Mia and Gracie, Elena Styles that are playing at high levels in the summer. You know, Cookville's got kids all over the place playing all over the state. So these kids are playing against some of the best in the country, and their teams are doing exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And, and And it's unbelievable just – how much talent is in this area, and how fortunate our kids are. We tell our kids all the time they don't understand how fortunate they are that when they walk out at 6 o'clock to play a game, it's packed. The community's there. The community's watching them play, and they've got to value that and appreciate that. Sure. Uh,
0: You know, and kind of talking about next year, Um, you know, Gracie's going to be a senior. Um and we'll talk about what you're going to be doing after your senior year here. kind of, kind of makes me
2: feel old there, Amos, a little bit, to be honest.
0: <laughs> hey, wait until you have a sophomore at Tech, okay? Then you, then you can talk about being old. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, next year is a pivotal year, I think, at, at White County, especially in the girls' program. You lost a lot of seniors this year, a lot of seniors that, that uh, were very influential and very, uh, you know, they supported your team, you know, three three starters off of this year's roster. So, you know, looking at the talent you got coming in and, and all that sort of thing, how are you evaluating and kind of looking at re- reloading for next year?
2: Well, obviously, we've lost three kids that in some form or fashion have started for us since they were freshmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Kendria has played in over 130 games for us. Uh, Julia played in about 130 games. She missed a couple because she got sick. You know, Candon was hurt her junior year a little bit, but still she played over 111 games. So you're replacing a lot of floor experience. And, you know, obviously we had to make some adjustments this year when Mia got hurt for us uh, over Christmas break and, and didn't get to play the second half of the season. So we're going to get her back uh for next year, we've got Gracie coming back. We've got Elena Styles coming back. That's played a lot since she was a freshman. You know, obviously we had a young lady that over the last two and a half to three weeks played really well in Nea Powers. Uh, that's a freshman that's coming back for us. So, you know, we've got a good stability wise. You know, you, you throw in Morgan Quick, to, who can shoot the eyes out of it when when she's you know working and doing what she needs to do. We've got to find a point guard. I mean, plain and simple, we've got to find a point guard that can come in and, and run our stuff and run what we want to do, and and we've got some kids that, that want to do that. That's going to be our biggest question mark, I think, going into next year. I think we've got all the intangibles ready to go. We've got to find a point guard.
0: And, and Gracie, you know, I, I, I talked to Kay Crossland not too long ago, and him being a shooting guard, you know, obviously he's he's got a fair handle on it, as you, as do you, but you're looking for the sweet spot in the floor to try to get open to drain the three or or, or to drive, that that sort of thing. Uh, knowing that, you know, point guard is, is going to be a need and you being a senior and being a leader on the team, what is your mentality as far as kind of being able to adapt your game in order to help someone who may have a good handle, but they don't have the floor experience that some, someone like yourself has?
1: You know, losing our starting point guard in Kendria this year is, I mean, it's going to have to make a lot of people step up next year. I mean, we have a bunch of people some people that have the potential to run the point guard spot they just haven't had the floor experience so they will have to step up but with me Mia, and elena i mean having that experience we know what it takes we know what they go through on the floor and it's not going to be easy but i think that we're built strong enough and mentally tough enough to handle it
0: so let uh, talk about your future a little bit um you've committed to play at Middle Tennessee State after you graduate from White County. Uh, talk a little bit about that and what do you uh, expect to major in and all that good stuff.
1: Yes. I, I mean, ever since I was little, I was always around MTSU basketball. I was always in the stands cheering. Like MTSU is just one of those places that felt like home to me for forever. And I knew – I knew that's where I wanted to go, so when they offered, I waited a little bit, but then I was like, you know, I want this pressure off my shoulders. I know that's where I want to go, so I committed, and I'm so happy. I love it down there, and just everybody on the team makes it feel like just a big family. That's what it is, and I know I'm going to play at a high level with very good coaches that know what they're doing, and very good players surrounding me that Come from great high schools and are having a very successful college career. So I'm just so excited to go down there.
0: And uh, what are you going to be majoring in? All that good stuff.
1: Oh, gosh. I have no earthly idea what I'm <laughs> majoring in. Majoring <laughs>
0: <You're laughs> in basketball right now, right? That's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's right. I have no idea. Maybe something in communications. So I have no clue, though. That's it's up right. in there. It's That's up in there.
0: N- nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I, I, uh, I, I guess you know the biggest thing that that i always like to ask everybody is uh uh coach you know again you you've had a lot of success you've seen a lot of players come through um uh your locker room no matter where you are at uh what do you hope one of the things is is that that they they talk about playing for coach dodge and what, what do you hope they take away
2: well i hope that they take away the fact of that that we care about them that that we want them to be good that we want them to not only excel on the athletic floor, but we we hold them accountable academically. Because, I mean, and you you know this, too, being around the sports that you've been around, too, Amos. There's only that certain percentage that get that opportunity to go play. Oh, yeah. And and if you don't handle yourself academically, then you're going to get left out. And and you're not going to be able to go accomplish goals that you have beyond yourself. And, you know, we try – The hardest, one of the best things that I ever learned from Coach Worrell was he always took his kids on trips to reward them so they could see the United States. Mm -hmm. And and I feel like with the help of of our school board and our administration at White County, and even when I was at Cannon County, we've taken our kids to some of the best places that they could go to. And we've played basketball, and we've taken White County High School and played in Portland, Oregon. We've played in Washington, D.C. We've played in Florida. You know, when I was at Cannon County, we were fortunate enough to go to Washington, D.C. We went to Florida. We've taken our brand and put it out to everybody else. And there's always, and you're not going to find this as a shock, coming to White County basketball games and, and other sporting events that you've been to, the the most words that we get, we get two things. Your kids are great kids, and you've got some of the most passionate fans that we've ever seen. I mean, we went to Portland, Oregon this year and took, I think we took 45 people with us.
0: Now, Sparta travels well.
2: It's unbelievable. I mean, you can't go far enough away where people (laughs) won't show up. And and, and it's not a bad thing, but but it's kind of a a running joke. We went to Florida two years ago, and Coach Mitchell's team went with us, and we had over 200 people there. And, of course, the tournament director comes back and he's like, you guys can come back anytime you want to (laughs) because they've doubled their income on their tournament. But – you know, that's what we. Want. I want our girls to grow up. And and what makes me probably the proudest is when I have a former player, whether it be at Cannon County or whether it be at White County, and I've had more, you know, with Cannon County since I've been there for 10 years, and, and some of them are now starting to have families of their own and whatever, is when I get a message or I get something in the mail that they're sending me a picture of a of their child mm-hmm. or an accomplishment that, that them and their husband have had or or whatever it may be and those are when you know that you've done something well. And and when I still have players that'll call me and say, Hey, my daughter is five and she's starting to play basketball now. And those are the things right there that you, you can't replace and you can't get rid of and and you know, just having my kids around those kids, it it makes it special.
0: That's cool. Well, you know, uh, I know that uh, uh, there's going to be a a lot of success. You know, Gracie, what's the goal for next year?
1: I mean, exactly what we did this year, but more. I mean, district tournament, we're looking for that. We're looking to win a region tournament and clearly make it to the state tournament. I think as a high school player and even when you start playing basketball, making it to the state tournament is something you want to do so badly. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just the ultimate goal, but you know, taking steps, take little steps. I mean, can't just can't happen overnight. It's the little things that turn into the big things. So you know, we're gonna work our tails off in preseason and hope it pays off for us in the postseason.
0: Well, they don't hang. They don't. They only hang uh, region banners in in Royal Sill <laughs> Gymnasium. So, uh, got, gotta gotta get that far at least. That's right. That's so. Right. Well, thank you all very much for for coming out and, and joining us here. Uh, appreciate you taking a little bit of time off to talk about it. I I, I really do, and, and congratulations on everything, and good luck for, for next year and, and forward on that. Uh, you've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Our guests today have been the head coach of the White County Warriorettes basketball team, Michael Dodgen, and his daughter who is on the team, an upcoming senior, Gracie Dodgen, right here on – Uh, ucsportsnation.com we're brought to you by tony smith your hometown shelter insurance agent call tony at 528-7079 or go see him at 425 east broad street in cookville thanks so much for listening again join our facebook page there on inside the coaches headset podcast just search for that and it should pull up and uh Thanks so much, and we will talk to you next time. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079, 528-7079. The X's and O's of
2: coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset.